there and welcome back to the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. I am Dr. Stefan Obini, your host for this podcast and the chair of the Digital Orthopedic Conferences San Francisco. We're excited to bring you the audio files from DocSF Venture 2023. Now, DocSF Venture is hosted on the Sunday before the JP Morgan Conference and reviews the investments in musculoskeletal care from the prior year. We try to provide insights into the year to come. As always, we start our MSK index compiled by Nancy Lynch from the DocSF team, and who is also the principal at Advise Ortho. We then follow with a series of interviews and panels we think you'll find particularly insightful if you're following investments in this field. So let's get started with the first episode in this series and welcome Dr. Nancy Lynch, MD, MBA to the DocSF Venture Stage. And before we start, I have to come clean in one little thing. I forgot to push the button to record the presentation that Nancy made at DocSF Venture. So I did ask her to record a separate presentation, but the information is exactly the same. That is why the sound may be a little different. All right, back to Nancy. Thank you. Welcome to all of you in the DocSF Japan audience. I'm Nancy Lynch, and I am the director of DocSF Venture. Additionally, I'm an orthopedic surgeon who has also worked as a venture capitalist and an executive within startup companies. Most of my professional time is spent working with clinical stage companies that are developing and delivering products for the orthopedics market, particularly those companies conducting clinical trials. My job today is to take you on a whirlwind tour of the investment activity that is in the process of transforming musculoskeletal care. This same analysis was delivered in January during our DocSF Venture event on the eve of the annual JP Morgan Conference in San Francisco. I divide this talk into two segments. The first is a very quick review of current venture investment trends across the entire spectrum of healthcare. The second segment will provide you an in-depth look at the venture investments in the digital orthopedic musculoskeletal care space. After doing this review, it's very clear to me that these investment trends are forecasting a revolution in musculoskeletal care. First, the quick review or overview. Early in January 2023, Silicon Valley Bank published its annual report for healthcare investments and exits in 2022. In that report, they provide a lot of interesting information, but we will not get into most of it. However, the first three slides in this presentation are data directly from that report. So to set the stage for this whole talk, it's important to understand how much money U.S. venture capital firms are raising to make their investments, how much money these investment firms actually have to deploy. Fundraising by U.S. venture capital funds investing in healthcare has been exploding over the last decade. It's interesting to look back to a profound low point in fundraising and to compare it to today. Without this perspective, it's hard to fathom how dramatically different the financing environment is today versus a decade ago. Although 2021 was an anomaly, even 2022 fundraising exceeded that of 2020. In other words, VCs continue to attract the the interest of institutional investors or what we call limited partners despite some economic uncertainty in the current time. And thus, VCs have a lot of money to deploy or put to work or what we call dry powder. Similar to the amount of fundraising VCs have been doing, the investments they've made over the last five years have steadily increased across all of healthcare. Biotech is driving much of that growth, but health tech is contributing as well. 
the pandemic definitely boosted investments in diagnostics and tools, but that's leveled off some with the receding of the pandemic. In contrast, medical device investing has remained fairly stable and perhaps even stagnant over the same period of time. No surprise to any of you, 2021's frenzied investment pace was not replicated in 2022, but the total amount of invested dollars was still more in 2022 than it was in 2020. Since our focus today is on digital health, let's look a little bit closer at the Silicon Valley Bank's health tech numbers, specifically this part of the graph that I've highlighted. The data you see here is the exact same health tech data shown on the previous slide, but with the total number of deals added. Although the total investment dollar amount diminished a fair bit from 2021 to 2022, the total number of deals noted on the y-axis on the right side of the graph, the total number of deals getting funded is still very high. One more perspective on the health tech investment space comes from Rock Health, and this information is from their year-end report as well. The average deal size by series declined somewhat in 2022, but this essentially corrected to a more normal average deal size for Series C and Series D. 2021 really was an anomaly. That was a fast look at venture investments in the healthcare space. All of that information is publicly available from Silicon Valley Bank and Rock Health's websites. To sum it up, a lot of dollars are available to be invested. Digital health technology is receiving an increasing share of those investment dollars. There has been a pullback in the market from 2021, but the overall trajectory for health tech investments is still upward. In this next segment, we'll take a close look at the venture investment trends in the digital ortho MSK sector. But before I share that data, I want to let you know I have a methodology for collecting and analyzing this data. I don't have time to share that methodology in detail with you, but suffice it to say, this data represents equity investments of any size in private companies that were publicly reported from 2018 to 2022. It does not include IPOs, M&A activity, SPACs, or internal company investments, so just equity investments. It also represents technologies that have an MSK or musculoskeletal care application to facilitate MSK care in some way. One of the filters I apply when determining whether a company is entered into the analysis is the relevance of the company's technology to an orthopedic surgeon's practice, even if we surgeons don't use the technologies ourselves. I do exclude dental, maxillofacial, and veterinary, and, and a few other types of investments. In this analysis, I also distinguish digital versus other types of investments. When I collect the data for this analysis and categorize it, I focus on whether software or analytics are used in a significant way. And finally, if it is, I then include that deal in the digital category. Finally, this isn't a typical investment analyst view of the world. It's a very clinically based analysis. So based on my analysis, over the last five years, 9.6 billion US dollars in equity-based healthcare venture investments have been made in the MSK space, both digital health and non-digital health, which is mostly device-type technologies. In 2021, $3.4 billion went into this whole space compared to $46 billion for all of health tech and med device, which is data I showed in the prior section. So about 8% of the venture investments took, that took place in 2021 were in MSK. 
And for comparison, it was 7% in 2022. Some mega deals, deals over $100 million, are definitely skewing this analysis, particularly in 2021. So I took the liberty of eliminating the mega deals across the MSK sector for a bit more fair look at the space. Here are those mega deals that I removed. Most are deals in the digital MSK care space. Notably, Hinge Health garnered two mega investments in 2021. So even after eliminating those handful of mega deals from the analysis, 2021 was still a very big year for investments in MSK technologies, coming in at $1.8 billion, and that is for digital and non-digital technologies. 2022 was essentially on par with 2019 and 2020. 2021, again, was an anomaly. Now, although I took the mega deals out of the analysis for this slide, the rest of the graphs you're about to see will still include those mega deals. When it comes to deal size or the number of dollars raised in an investment round, unlike the broader health tech space, small dollar deals in digital MSK are trending downward, but mid-sized deals are trending upward. A similar pattern exists for all of the other or MSK deals, which are generally speaking, conventional medical devices or orthobiologics, meaning a trend downward for the small dollar deals and a trend upward for the mid-sized deals. So now that you know how much money is going into this space, I bet you want to know what technologies those dollars are actually funding. The $9.6 billion invested in all of ortho MSK can be divided up into four categories across the entire MSK care space. 80% of that $9.6 billion of investment went into the first two categories, ortho facilitative ancillary and focused ortho spine technologies. Some examples of ancillary technologies such as imaging, pain management, and rehab and the focused orthospine category, implants, navigation, or the biologics are listed out to the side. Looking at the dollars in this way, though, can be misleading. So let's look at the same pie chart and same categories, but separate the MSK digital health investments from all other ortho MSK investments. I think the contrast is interesting. So for the digital MSK investments, the ortho-facilitative ancillary technology category, which includes a lot of imaging and rehab technologies, jumps from 44% to 58%, while focused orthospine drops from 36% to just 20% of the digital health venture investments. This suggests most of the funded technologies are not yet directly applicable to operative procedures or used by surgeons in preparation for operative cases. Some are, such as imaging technologies, and some augmented reality, but a lot are not. Virtual rehab, for instance, which is responsible for some of those mega deals in the past few years, is something that doesn't take place in the operating room and isn't hugely offered by directly by an orthopedic surgeon. Now, for reference, although we're not going to go into detail on this, I am including some examples of one of the other categories, platform technologies out to the side. Now, in contrast, Three quarters of the non-digital health or conventional MSK investments are technologies that can be applied directly in the operating room. It's no surprise to see conventional implants and orthobiologics as the primary focus of these investments. The more conventional ancillary technologies make up roughly 20% of these non-digital investments. I like to look at this another way as well. I find it interesting 
to consider these investments by application or specialty. Let me point out, these two pie charts represent different dollar amounts. MSK Digital Health received $6 billion in investments over the last five years, where all other MSK technologies received $3.6 billion in investments over the same time frame. Specialty-specific technologies, meaning technologies aimed directly at arthroplasty surgeons or spine surgeons or sports surgeons or even trauma surgeons, are a small minority of investments in the MSK digital health space. And that makes some sense. Digital technologies tend to have uses that span specialties, and many of these technologies are being used outside of the operating room altogether. But in contrast, for non-digital technologies, the pie chart on the right Specialty specificity is more common, especially in spine, as is a discrete application like orthobiologics. Now, when analyzing the MSK digital health investments by technology type, and as a caveat, to be honest, it is hard to assign a single technology type to these investments because many of these products utilize more than one technology. But when AI as the underlying technology is considered, more than half of the investments in this space have gone to AI-enabling approaches to care. Now, as a reminder, this slide only includes digital MSK investments. It doesn't include any of the more conventional or other technologies that you've seen on some of the prior slides. Additionally, while not all the technologies here are related to the technical performance of surgery, some are. They represent at least 23% of the investments over the last five years. But again, the influence of mega deals in remote care is skewing this percentage downward. The actual dollar amount for this group of technologies, the ones related to the technical performance of surgery, is going up over time. And I believe that trend will continue. As a way to conclude, I'm displaying the top six digital MSK technologies receiving funding in each of the past five years. Their rank order, top to bottom, is first through sixth. And the technologies are color-coded to highlight trends for each technology over time. For instance, AI-guided clinical decision-making is always dark blue, and you can see that trend over the last five years. In each year, at least three of the six most-funded MSK digital health technologies are AI-enabled, whether it be clinical decision-making, workflow, or engagement platforms, or other non-surgical treatment technologies. The enormous amount of funding into patient engagement platforms in 2021 is really driven by essentially one company. Were it not for that company, Hinge Health, it's likely that AI-guided clinical decision-making technologies would be in the number one spot again for 2021. As I hinted on the previous slide, surgical technologies, technologies used directly by orthopedic surgeons, are starting to see more funding than they have in the prior four years. And I just have to remind you one more time, this is simply a review of the equity investments in this space. It does not take into consideration IPOs, SPACs, M&As, and internal corporate investments. So the analysis underrepresents the total dollars that are funding the space, and it definitely underestimates the real enthusiasm for the future of digital technologies in MSK care. There is no doubt digital health technologies are disrupting the current MSK care delivery models in many ways. Based on the amount of money being deployed by investors, venture capitalists are betting on that disruption being successful. I appreciate being able to share this data with you, and I hope it gives you insight into the robust investment world for technologies focused on musculoskeletal care. Please feel free to contact me with any questions you might have. 
Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoy the rest of DACASEP Japan. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this presentation from Dr. Lynch on the trends she saw in the MSK investments from 2022. Please join our next podcast presentation, this time from the team at the investment bank Canaccord Genuity. Kyle Rose and Richard Close from Canaccord Genuity will be in conversation with myself. They will comment on the trends we identified in episode one of this series and add their own perspectives.